Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett. I'm here recording live from the January Lightovation at the Dallas Market Center in Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm recording this episode in the Hinkley Lighting Showroom. I appreciate them so much for allowing me to do so. And uh, so just because I'm recording in a different manner than normal, just a little disclaimer at the top that if anything sounds a little wonky or is not as perfect uh, as if I would maybe like it to be, um, my apologies. <laughs> and please bear with me. <laughs> and the next time we do such, um, I'll be better informed and it'll all sound amazing and perfect. So uh, I apologize for any of that right off the top. Um, if you're not already supporting the podcast, patreon.com uh, slash light files. I really appreciate your support as I have been walking around the um, Dallas Market Center this past few days. Um, well, A, it's been amazing to see so many people. I've really enjoyed that. Uh, but I've also gotten so much great feedback from so many of you that are listening to the podcast that I had no idea. You're like top secret listeners. And <laughs> and I love it, and I really appreciate it, and everyone had such kind words to say to me. So I just want you all to know from the bottom of my heart how much I appreciate that, and you're supporting the podcast and me. Um, it really, really, really means a lot to me. So thank you so much. So on this episode of Light Files, I have a special guest. Um, with me today is Zell Duda of Lighting and Bulbs Unlimited in Charlotte, North Carolina, some of you, I've talked about Zell on a few podcasts previously. She's sort of like a marketing genius. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I love her so much. She has just joined the Lighting Showroom Association's uh, board of directors. Um, and so she's really, um, I think, making a splash in the industry and showing us all a little bit about how we can do what we are already doing and do it better and have a better marketing message and reach customers better, which is something that we're all trying to excel at. And Zell just does a phenomenal job at it. So welcome, Zell. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. So start off, tell us just a little bit about how you came to work at your lighting showroom. So I was working for another company and decided to help my dad, who owns the company, during his transition period. Mm -hmm. Um, while I was on maternity leave, and by the time that was over, I never left. <laughs> I ended up just going full-time. Um, and at first, it was really more so to help my dad, and then I ended up realizing that I was pretty good at what I was doing, and I was able to help customers pick coloring and everything from a design standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of just clicked. Like, I'm good at this. Maybe I should stick around. <laughs> and so your, what do you do day-to-day -day in the showroom? What would you describe your job responsibility as? So being a small independent lighting showroom, we wear a lot of hats. So there are definitely some days where I'm really out on the sales floor all day. Mm -hmm. um, so I know most of these catalogs... <laughs> <laughs> I may not know the product name, but I know who makes it, yes. what finishes there are. Um, I also do a lot of our social media. I kind of oversee the posts and trying to get the e-commerce rolling because that's definitely big when we're taking on some larger titans. Mm -hmm. um, you know, on the web platform, when customers come into a showroom, that's great and all, but the moment they go home, we don't want them using showrooms as libraries. And that's kind of what's happening right now with a lot of this e-commerce is they come in, see samples, bring in their hardware. We do all the legwork and all the work. They go, you know, 
right. home and buy it from someone and, else, and we did all the work. Right. Um, so trying to reduce that gap has been a big thing that I'm working on. And I see you have, in uh, just in watching you from afar and by being on your email list, which is actually really, really awesome. I recommend it to anyone who's looking for a great showroom uh, mailing list to be a part of to see how the marketing messages are working for them. Um, but I would definitely recommend joining Zell's at Lighting and Bulbs Unlimited. They're doing some awesome things. So how did you get started doing all of that marketing for the showroom? Like, is it just something you were always passionate about? Did you just need it? It was a need and you got <laughs> nominated to do it? Because that happens. I've changed my major a few times in college and ended up sticking with marketing. Um, so I have a bachelor's in both marketing as well as business management. Um, so it was just oh, something good that combination. Yes, very so smart. Two degrees, and I'm using both, so that's great. I don't use mine. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely rare that I think some people actually use theirs. So yeah. it's, I'm, it's nice to know that I use mine, but um, I've actually done it a lot. So a lot of the stuff I do, I realize looking back, you know, hindsight. Um, I was always making the flyers for high school stuff. Oh, yeah. So events and stuff. I was the one making the flyers, and I was the one. So I'm like, I've always been doing marketing and managing kind of like campaigns or programs and just never Mm -hmm. really realized that's what I was doing. Right, right. And now that I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, well, this is second nature. (laughs) Like, maybe I should study this. (laughs) So where do you think you found the most success in your marketing strategies? Or Or is there something that just really stands out to you as like, oh my God, I'm so glad we did this. It's made such a difference for the business. I definitely think knowing your audience, it is fully, um, it's de- it's definitely something that can help if you understand your audience, but also understand that you have limitations. Uh-huh. Um, not everyone can sell to designers. Not everyone can sell to homeowners. Not everyone um, you know, can sell online. Mm-hmm. But seeing where you do well existing and just pushing that mm-hmm. and focusing on those other audiences as a hindsight, it's not as depressing when you look at your numbers saying, oh, you know, I didn't sell anything to designers this year. Maybe that's not your market. Right. You know, focus on what you're good at leave the rest and then if there's room for improvement that's how you grow but I think expecting you to sell to every designer that walks in and every homeowner it's going to be kind of it's like looking at your uh, email numbers if you have people who are unsubscribing it's definitely sad it's like oh man what did I do wrong but in reality you're curating your audience so your engagement rate's going to go up because you're actually getting people on your list that you want to be selling to, not people who are just there for numbers. Right. That's really well said. I um, have heard when it comes to marketing, especially for small businesses, that you shouldn't be afraid to um, not try to be everything to everyone. Like, go ahead and just hone in on who it is that you are the best at serving and really sell to message to them well and don't worry so much about how I can't do all these other 25 other things like because I think we just try so hard to be everything to everyone yes that uh (laughs) that we sort of just fail a little bit about at the whole thing so you definitely would concur with that right that it's better to be yes a little more focused without naming any names um there is one vendor we actually no longer do business with because that's exactly what we did is we looked at everything and said okay this is what we're doing now and it's honestly not working Mm -hmm. we're doing a lot more work than um what it's worth in terms of how much we make at the end of the day and we Mm -hmm. look at how many people were involved in doing that and we you know made the tough decision saying this isn't what we should continue doing right um you know that famous saying of don't put all your eggs in one basket it's the same concept if you have one great customer Mm -hmm. and you're putting all your resources in them it takes one customer to leave for you to be 
right. in trouble. Right. Um, so it's definitely okay. It's it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely heartbreaking when you make those tough decisions. Um, but it's like uh, snails. You know, discomfort is a good thing. It means right. you're about to grow into something bigger, but you right. have to be willing to give up on whatever, you know, like the shell. Right. You have to be willing to give up and move on. So um, I know people, um, well, when you see the promotion from this post, you'll quickly identify that Zell is of the younger generation. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, She's a young mom and works very hard and has a great family. But um, in one of the things that I really admire about you is how you use, like, current tools and technology to do all this marketing in a way that I think probably really resonates with your customers. And quite honestly, I'm trying to replicate. I'm not as good at it as you are, but, but, but I'll, but I'll try to get there one day. So what is your very favorite marketing tool that you use? I would definitely say our email list of Flowdesk. Uh-huh. Um, and I have a code for everyone who wants half price. <laughs> Just message me. We'll Just get you in contact. <laughs> Low-key making, throwing that out there. Um, I would definitely say email lists because, you know, you've got images there, visuals, clickable links that you can track. Um, a big thing for us is return on investment. So mm-hmm. if I'm doing all this work but I have no way to track if it's working – it's not worth it because right. how do I know if I'm, you know, what I'm spending all my time and money on is working. So having something that's trackable and clickable, um, when you are an older showroom that maybe isn't up to speed with a lot of those tools, mm-hmm. and how long it's going to be hard. Been in business twenty five years this year. Okay, wow. So, or actually last year, right? In a new year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my showroom was twenty years last year. Oh, so awesome. there you go. Congrats. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, it can be very hard to change from like how you've always done things. Yes. To new ways. And um, for those of you who have never heard of Flowdesk before, this isn't an ad. They're not a sponsor or anything. But it is a, a similar concept in theory to like a MailChimp or something. But or constant contact con- I've seen yeah. a lot of people use. But it, in my opinion, it works better in really creating a, a personalized engagement with a consumer as opposed to just kind of being like, well, this is a marketing email. And it is a marketing email. It's just harder, a little harder to identify that it is. So I feel like the messaging can resonate, maybe land a little yes. better. Yes, and what I will say, because a lot of the older showrooms, or just you know, independent showrooms in general, obviously dollar amount plays into a factor. Yeah. I will say that with some other brands um, of email sources is you're paying for however many emails you have on there yeah. and how many emails you're sending per month. Mm-hmm. So you might have a big list. No one's reading your emails, but you're still paying because the you have 5,000, 10,000 names on there. Yeah. What I like about Flowdesk is it's unlimited. I can have as many subscribers active or not active, and I can send as many emails as I want. And it's the same flat price right. every month. So for us as a smaller showroom, that dollar amount came into consideration and we got them when they were in the beta. So they are a fairly new company. Right. But the features they've come out since we've joined has been Great. constant. So yeah. yeah, they're definitely worth getting in now before those rates go up. <laughs> before they go up again. Before everyone catches on how and, great they are. <laughs> and don't forget to get the code from Zell. Yes. Um, <laughs> so now that you're kind of coming on board with the LSA as you know as one of our board members and um, honestly really helping us with our marketing and messaging as the Lighting Showroom Association um, those of you who are members I did a presentation here uh, in Dallas on uh, Friday morning at the Hubbard and Ford showroom um, it went very well there's a PDF of the presentation I'm going to be emailing out to members um, the only thing I can take credit for in the presentation is like the 
the words you see on the screen, everything else Zell did, and it's really fabulous and well put together and well thought out. So as you think about how you want to move forward with the LSA in 2022 or things that you would like to see independent lighting showrooms do, like what are what are your thoughts? Whether they come you know, to fruition or not, like what are some things that are really like passions of yours that would you like to see us take on in the industry? So I honestly, as you know, we're independent showrooms, so it's really just us. Mm -hmm. Pace lighting is probably just you. Right. You know, it's not like we're Wayfair or Build and we have, you know, tons of warehouse space. You know, we're definitely not Amazon, but when we stand together, we could be. Yeah. Um, So granted, you know, bottom line, we're all still competition from one another, but I think as showrooms, especially coming to the... Um, you know, to coming to Lightovation, if we all stand together, we have a bigger voice than I think we think we do. I agree. Um, and, you know, when you're looking at it from a marketing perspective, especially for all these showrooms, is when you see something, your first question should be, why don't I do that? Or how can I do that? So if you catch yourself saying, oh, wow, I like how this, you know, company sent out an email. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why aren't you doing that? Right. You liked it. Imagine now what your customers are going to say if you now do the same thing. Right. Right. So, so there's so much room for improvement. Where do you see your showroom growing over the next year, two years? Like, what are, do you guys, without giving away the bank or anything here, but just in generalities, like, what are you thinking about? Like, what are you focusing on? Are you really focusing more on e-commerce sales? Is there something that you're really devoting a lot of time to right now? Yeah, we definitely don't, I mean, we don't really have plans on saying, hey, you know, we want 95 showrooms across America right. or anything like that. Um, what we're trying to do is customer experience. Yeah. We want to give you a better reason to not go online. Right. So when you come to us, it's like, this is exactly why you came to us, why you didn't go online. So um, all manufacturers, color samples are important. I know it's annoying, um, you know, making all those swatches, but I will tell you firsthand, I am completely fine with you sending. If someone's going to return a RGA that's damaged, send it to me. I will cut off sample <laughs> swatches. We will utilize every piece of that fixture and not have it go to waste. Um you know, there's some brands that don't have swatches, and mm-hmm. I've realized with the increasing brass, mm-hmm. most of my returns are brass because the brass was the wrong shade of brass. It was too yellow. It was too champagne. It was it too brown. Too it was not enough brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we we pay for that shipping. Yeah. You know, it, the costs could have been prevented. Now, granted, online's a different story, but if you bought it online, that's online's problem, mm-hmm. not mine. Mm-hmm. But in our showroom, it's like, okay... If I have Mm -hmm. that swatch and I can show you that finish in person, you bring your hardware in, we want to push that. And what it also does is I have some customers who come in, they worked well with the brand we sold them previously, they Mm want to stick with that brand. So Mm -hmm. we are doing our due due diligence, excuse me, as a showroom to kind of encourage brand loyalty as well. So if someone has a good experience with a brand, we have no issues I'm always going to grab that catalog first. Right. So that may not be every showroom, but that's definitely what we do is we try to keep the lines consistent. We try to, um, you know, truly push the brands that we do well with, mm-hmm. whether it's their warranty process, their customer service, answering the phone. <laughs> I had a, I had a it's main, very important. <laughs> they'll remain unnamed, but when they're hold hold music you know the person talking asked me if you're dialing from a rotary phone i was like what is this <laughs> so i appreciate all the manufacturers who update their messages answer the phones you know right. have human interaction um like i said we're doing our due diligence we want to make it fair and do our share right so we're Absolutely. definitely you know 
the moment we sound whiny, I'm like, no, 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 let's reword this. We want to work together. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) I really like that you said that your showroom is focusing on the customer experience. Um, Have you made any big changes? I know just from our previous conversations, like I know you guys do a lot of service. I know you do. I I think you're a lot like my showroom and like there's no fixture being sold without light bulbs. (laughs) Like these are things that go hand in hand. So I think that's a great experience. I think at one point you told me um, like you have a system like follow-up emails that you send out to people that have been in like are you seeing these things like all these little things you're doing to create that customer experience are you seeing it pay off in credit cards handed over yes Yes. (laughs) um and sometimes you know when you're working with a company that sells something like blankets or baby gear there's going to be a lot of repeat those customers are going to come back that return rate's going to be high that's a little different with showroom fixtures you know you spend however much on a package you're not replacing those in a year right um so what we've realized is we've actually had some customers come back and i may not recognize them but they'll be like i worked with hans Mm -hmm. you know back when you were in your matthew showroom and i'm just like that was 10 years ago right thank you for knowing we're still thank you for remembering us Uh thank you know and to think if it's been 10 15 years they remembered us enough to find us again Mm -hmm. that's what you're doing so the return may not be immediate it may not be their neighbors coming right away but if you didn't do anything to be remembered Mm -hmm. you will not be remembered yeah um, so sometimes the payoff isn't as great right away and you might be like, oh, you know, I did all this work and they didn't even send their friends. They didn't come back in, mm-hmm. you know, two, three years. But to hear people actually coming back 10 years later, mm-hmm. and we even have some that's 20 years later. That's I mean, amazing. they had some tech lighting fixtures that I know have been discontinued for who knows how long, but yeah. they had the rail system. And I'm like, I can help you. We can help. Nice. I'm like, I know exactly what fixtures we sold you <laughs> and everything. We recognize the house, you know. Nice. Um, so so don't, you- don't have that you know, get you down when you right. are doing this work and they don't come back right away. And, right. There is Just make sure they'll re- you did enough for them to remember your name. And right. There's back. definitely like a lifespan <laughs> of this product product that's a little bit longer than yes. like you're not going out to buy new clothes, you know, clothes you're replacing all the time, light fixtures. Yeah. Not so much. So uh, a lighter question, I hope. What is your favorite part about working in a lighting showroom? My fa- Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, it's definitely not the fact that I want to replace my house's fixtures twenty four seven. Or you're like me, and I get I have a house, I get one's up, and then I come to market. And I'm like, is it too soon to take well, that big I foyer mean, lantern down? If anyone ever wants, you know, some good feedback and genuine <laughs> industry feedback on a product, my kitchen needs some help. <laughs> um, but it's definitely being able to kind of make these dream visions of mine come true, even if it's in someone else's home. Nice. So every project I treat it as if it were my own money, mm-hmm. my own house. And I'm like, what would I do? And then I give them my suggestion and we work on making it. So kind of seeing someone else's vision come to life, mm-hmm. even though it's not my own house, it's rewarding. <laughs> right. It's uh, getting your vision out there and spending someone else's money doing it. Well, yeah, yeah, but I always treat it like it's my own. So I definitely, (laughs) um, but I did wedding photography for a good while. um, And so I know how important lighting is. So when someone comes in, you know, just being able to be like, you know, what's the function of the light? Because I can sell you this, but if you want your laundry to be bright, this is not the fixture for you. Right. Um, So I think having the photography and knowing the importance of light as well as with this like inner love for design. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Do you guys do a lot of do you try to educate your customers about like things like color temperature or whatever or is it just kind of how it goes? Like Yes, because again, our bottom 
like the bottom goal that we have is we don't want any returns. You know, we don't like dealing with RGAs. We know manufacturers don't like dealing with them. Mm-hmm. So we're doing our part in reducing that. But to do that, hey, what color is your hardware? This may not match. Telling them that ahead of time, making sure they know the warranty, um, making sure they know if there's any installation requirements or if there's anything difficult, then we're good on that. Right. Good. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me. You're welcome. <laughs> it's been fun. You Thank did, you for having you me. You did a great job. See, I told you 20 minutes would fly right by. <laughs> it did. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Light Files. Again, please follow the podcast on Instagram at Light Files. Please support the podcast, patreon.com slash Light Files. If you just are in desperate need to get in touch with Zell, you can send me a direct message and I will connect you. Um, she's a fabulous human being and I think she's a force in the industry that's going to be around for a very long time and I plan on learning a lot from her (laughs) and copying her but just don't tell her that okay (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone uh, market has been wonderful it's been so great to see so many of you I can't wait to see more of you in June and everyone take care